This message comes from Legal Talk sponsor, Choice New York Management. The devil's in the details, and at Choice New York Property Management, we take care of them for you. 15 years and 300 buildings and counting, we've become the most reputable company in the field, and our philosophy hasn't changed. Your home is our priority. Visit choicenewyork.com to learn more. Welcome to Legal Talk, a conversation about governance issues that New York's co-op and condo boards are tackling today. I'm Carol Ott with Habitat, the New York City magazine for co-op and condo board directors. My guest today is Dean Roberts, a member of Norris McLaughlin. So board directors are always counseled to pay attention to their fiduciary duty, but what exactly does this mean and what happens when it's violated? A great question. Fiduciary duty is shorthand for what is really a bundle of obligations that directors have. You know, duty of care to be attentive at a meeting, duty confidentiality, which is the one that tends to get directors in the most trouble. That is where either intentionally or unintentionally boards always have the most difficulty with. And that is keeping proprietary information that you learn as a director confidential. So if I'm on my board and I think one of my fellow board directors is violating this duty, perhaps they're not keeping things confidential or something else, as a board, what can we do about it? And if we don't do anything about it, are we at risk? Yes, they are. This is a a constant issue with boards we represent. And the primary problem with it is so many co-op bylaws don't address this issue. You know, the better run co-ops have their attorneys review their bylaws and put in place specific ways for censuring, suspending, or in worst case scenario, removing a director. But most co-op bylaws are silent on this point and you're stuck dealing with the business corporation law that requires a shareholder vote and 50% of the shareholders. It's cumbersome and a very big stick for what is oftentimes a smaller problem. If something isn't in our bylaws and we don't want to do a shareholder vote, is there anything that we can do? And again, if we don't do anything, are we at risk? Again, not to create more concern than a board member should have, because as you know, volunteer board members, you know, directors are, are pretty much exempt from anything but extreme behavior. But there are liability issues out there that board members need to be concerned about. You know, primarily, if a board member is disclosing confidential information about, say, a shareholder, and that causes some harm or damage. In theory, the board has exposure because it failed to do its duty to maintain confidentiality. And even if it doesn't do harm, but say a shareholder gets annoyed. This is the one issue that I think is universal with shareholders, and that is the expectation of privacy that the board should not be snooping through shareholder files. In an ideal world, the board of directors sets policy and they allow management to implement that policy. Unfortunately, directors sometimes do not understand that boundary line and think it's their job to, you know, micromanage the co-op. And I have had instances where 
a director will come down to the management office, sit in a room, and methodically go through individual shareholder files. That is an absolute no-no. Is there anything that we can do proactively? I mean, I guess we check our bylaws. There's a lot of things you can do. And of course, you should consult with your legal counsel first to review your bylaws and see what your options are. I'm actually in the process of updating a couple sets of bylaws on this exact issue where we are specifically giving the board the power to censure publicly and privately a board of director who goes astray to suspend them for a limited period of time. And in worst case scenario, with a supermajority, the board can remove the director who's violating policy. If you censure or suspend, I'm not quite sure I understand the difference. Is that something that we're doing internally? A censure is a written statement to the board to say, Director X on Y date engaged in X behavior. And and the classic example of that was a director was using confidential board information to solicit funds for his organization. And the only reason he got caught is he was dumb enough to CC everyone on the board. (laughs) So, you know, that was a straight up no-no. And there, the co-op did not have the tools to really deal with it. So that resulted in the creation of this three-step process, censure, suspension, and removal. Censure can be internal to the board, so there's a memo of what they did. It can be public to the shareholders to let them know that this director is problematic. And then when that person's term is up, people might consider voting differently. And suspension is just what it means, that the board collectively with a supermajority vote suspends them for a meeting, two meetings, three meetings, some period. But the worst is when you have to remove a director because in essence, you're overturning the shareholder's election of a director. And that is a very big step. But if you have a director who is consistently breaching protocol, that has to be done. I want to ask you about the suspension. I mean, it sounds like a timeout. Are you insinuating that board of directors can have children on them? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Some of the behavior with boards is childish. That is exactly what it is. That tends to be more public because it shows up nowhere else in the minutes that the director is not at the meeting. I see. And to censure or to suspend a board director, Mm. does that show up in the board minutes? Depends on whether it's a public or private censure. If it's an executive session of the board where the minutes are not disclosed to shareholders because it's proprietary and the board wants to portray a uniform front to shareholders, you don't want to have your disputes out in the open when you can avoid it. But oftentimes these censures are public because the behavior warrants letting shareholders know that the director is engaged in this action. So, just sum up, give me a takeaway to fiduciary duty. Is this something exceedingly important? Do we all have to know about it? Yes. And I think it's the old joke about Obama's foreign policy is don't do stupid things. And that is the key there. It's very serious to be elected to a board. And people need to understand that while it's a privilege, it's a privilege that comes with legal obligations. And the primary one is to maintain confidentiality. What I recommend to my boards is even before you have your bylaws amended, you have a clear policy, either 
a code of conduct, rules for handling information, or in some cases, we have internet protocols as well. But there's a series of board rules, and it doesn't create any new duty for the director. It just codifies and makes clear to them what those duties are, because oftentimes the disclosure is inadvertent. And the classic example of that was big meeting with the board to discuss a complex litigation against a problematic shareholder. We work out a strategy. Two directors go home after the meeting. They're in the elevator discussing the strategy with the person who's the subject of the litigation in the elevator with them. So <laughs> it's a twofold thing. It's inadvertent. You know, you need to be conscientious of the duty. And also for those directors who will improperly disclose private information or misuse private information, you need to have policies in place so it's clear both what the duty is and what the consequences are. Thank you very much. A wise word to all boards. Thank you, Carol.